Hi everyone and welcome to our very first episode here on our music classroom podcast. So I wanted to go ahead and welcome you all. Some of you all may be parents, you may be fellow educators in the music world, or you may be even some of my students. So welcome, welcome. Uh, our first episode will actually be talking about differentiated instruction. And so if you haven't heard what that is about or you're wondering, well, I'm not quite understanding, what is this differentiated instruction? And it's actually super, super important, especially in a music classroom, because when it comes to assessment, and by assessment, I mean how we are collecting data on our students, on what they are learning, how they are learning it, or, or how well they are learning it. Um, when we are talking about differentiated instruction, we are talking about tailoring instruction to meet each student's individual needs. And so as an educator, it is super important that we do this because all of our children, our students learn differently, just as I think when we were growing up, we can probably relate to this is we were we had some strong points and we had, you know, other points that we weren't the best at. And so I always refer back to this when it comes to, I think, sit down exams. Many of us have a lot of test anxiety with that or some of us just don't test as well as others. You know, um, that does not necessarily mean that we didn't learn. Um, the material that is in that assessment or you know that big written test it's just you know our anxiety can get to us um, we can start forgetting what that is because we are so nervous and so we need different forms of assessment and different ways to collect that data and different ways to teach that um, so we can get the most accurate results as to what our students are learning and so when teachers differentiate content or differentiate the learning environment or differentiate assessment, it makes for a more success successful approach to instruction. And at its most basic level, differentiation consists of, you know, our efforts to respond to our different learners in our classroom. So we first start off, you know, with our content. What are we teaching, you know? Um, what the student needs to learn or how the student will get access to the information. So sometimes, especially in the music classroom, it's good when I discussed earlier, and I have a page on the website about this, about diagnostic assessment. And that can come in the form of giving, you know, a sit down quiz, and the way that I like to ease up on text, te test anxiety, sorry, <laughs> for this is to, you know, let the students know that this is not for a grade. This is just for us to find out what they already know and what they don't know yet because we will learn it together. And once we gather all that, then we can start creating our instruction or our content. And as I was mentioning, in a music classroom, 
you want to add all of these different elements, especially for all of our different learners. For example, you may have those that are actually really good at completing, you know, tests or worksheets. And so you want to have at least a few worksheets for the students to be able to complete um, during the lesson or during the unit. Um, others are really good at showing you. Um, so through performances and assessing those performances by our observations, our teacher observations. And so that's a really good way to differentiate our assessment. Um, our instruction as well, we want to, of course, in the music classroom, I do spend some time um, running through PowerPoints. Other ways we are actually, um, it's a back and forth dialogue sort of way. Like if we are learning guitar, then I'll demonstrate and then they will show that back to me. So demonstrate that back to me, okay? And it's kind of, we learn a little bit and then I observe. Then we learn a little bit more and then I'm back to observing. Um, then the activities, well, this is basically what we're talking about, the activities in which the student engages in order to make sense of or master the content. So that is what we're talking about here is changing up those activities so that if one activity makes sense to a student, but not to another, you have another activity that might now make sense to that, that student that missed out on the first activity or didn't quite understand the first activity. Um, also, having them complete projects that ask the student to rehearse um, or apply their skills that they have learned during a lesson or during a unit is a great way to differentiate learning as well. So for example, when we are doing bucket drumming in the music classroom, there's this really amazing program that is called Bucket Drumming Karate. And the students will go through this program and they rehearse different rhythms or different patterns. Um, and of course, all those rhythms are what we are learning during our lessons. We are learning what are quarter notes, what are half notes, how would you play them on the bucket drum? And then applying those skills that we are now learning to an actual rhythm that you play together and showing how up on the board, I mean, you may draw a quarter note and be like, this is worth one beat. and and you clap it, okay? Um, but for some students that may not quite click until you give them a pair of rhythm sticks and a drum and say, okay, a quarter note means we tap on the drum one time with both drumsticks, okay? Um, that might click with some other students or others may need a worksheet. Okay, this is what a quarter note is. How many times would you clap if you had three quarter notes together? So, you know, having those those different activities for students to be able to do and participate in so that they all get a chance to make sense or master the content. And lastly, the we also talk about the learning environment or the way the classroom works and feels. And this is a huge, huge part as well. Um, some students need that extra feeling of safety, you know and just creating that safe learning environment, building those relationships with your students is going to be a great way to connect with them and get them into learning the content. Um, I also have to mention too as well, when we are talking about differentiated learning, 
we are remembering that we are making sure that anything we are putting up that is reading, um, we have it at varying readability levels. So for example, if I have um, a quarter note, I'll have an image of the quarter note and then I'll have uh, you know, the actual quarter note words spelled out. And then I will also go over it and help them um, sound it out and and I'll have them there. And another really important thing that I think we need in our classroom is having those images up at all times. So in my classroom, I have a billboard that has all of the notes, their descriptions, how many beats they're worth. And so it is constantly there for students to be able to refer to, to look at, um, so that it just kind of, it starts getting ingrained in their mind, you know? Um, what else can I say about this? You know, just really getting in. Oh, a big part of it is creating small groups, especially when you notice that there are some struggling learners, you know, don't just kind of brush them aside. And, you know, I know we're on limited time in music class. So kind of write those names down and take some time within that unit to pull them aside, create small, small groups and really have that one-on-one -on -one time for your struggling learners. And that way, um, you also have those interventions where you don't let them just kind of slip through the cracks. Uh, I think that is really, you know, what I have to say about differentiated learning. Oh, um, also I have a lot of ELL students and this is getting more into like the modifications and the accommodations as well, which I will have another um, separate page on that, and I'll leave it linked right below this podcast. But just having um, both, if you do have ELL learners, for me, I like to have both English and Spanish uh, posted up on my boards. For example, I'll refer back to the quarter note <laughs> because it's the simplest way to remember, but if I have the word quarter note written up and I have a picture of the quarter note, so you have the visual, you have the word, and then now on the side, I add it in Spanish because in Spanish, a quarter note is called a nota negra. So I will always have that as well. Nota negra, English, Spanish, image. And that way, you know, you have all your different differentiated learnings, okay? Um, I think... That is what is going to be going on this year in elementary music class. As parents, I know that we um, worry about, you know, is my student understanding it or how? what are they learning? How are they learning? And, you know, always feel free to reach out to me and let me know your concerns. And we can always work together to, you know, create a learning plan for your student if needed. All right. So... I think that's it for now. I hope that was helpful talking about differentiated learning and I hope you join me for the next one. Thank you.